Hey everyone, after more than 15 years in the business, I finally got a book published. If you want to do me the biggest favor in the whole world, please head over to MikeyOp.com and buy a copy. That's M-I-K-E-Y-O-P-P.com and the book is named Ardor and it's about psychics and the history and future of the universe. I wrote it and I think you'll love it. Hi, this is Mike Oppenheim, and you are listening to Coffin Talk, interviews with the living, a weekly podcast that explores how our views on death affect the way we live our life. And this week we have Mia Malanzi on the phone, and Mia Malanzi is the founder and creator of Akashic Angel and Akashic Angel Academy. She's a channel for the Akashic Records, a teacher and a mentor. Mia has been gifted in, with intuition since birth and shares her gifts with souls from all over the world. And uh, full disclo- disclaimer, disclosure, whatever the word is, um, my wife and I actually saw Mia at the beginning of COVID, and it was an incredible experience. And so I'm delighted to have her on the show about three years later. So without any further delays, Mia, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on here and allowing us to spread the magic and love across the world. I'm so happy and honored. That's awesome. And we always ask our guests, how old are you? Where did you grow up? And what generation, if any, do you consider yourself a member? Okay, yeah, so I was born in Chicago. I was born in 1994. I was a home birth with my mother. She birthed me at home. And yeah, I grew up there. And then I moved to Sedona. And I was living there for a while. And I've been traveling all over the world now for about like, four years. But that was where I was um, that where I was born. Awesome. And where are you today for this interview? I live in Costa Rica now on the Caribbean coast of Costa Rica. Awesome. For the average person listening, they're probably dying to know what are the Akashic records. So let's just start right there. How would you explain or define that? Yeah. So the Akashic records is basically like in the simplest way to put it is like God's living library. So it's like a living etheric library of everything that's happened on earth that will ever happen or that's going to happen. It's like past, present, and future all in one. And it's stored in the eighth dimension. And every single soul that comes to earth has an Akashic record. So when when all of creation was created, so was the Akashic records. And that would make sense because it kind of reflects almost kind of like the internet that we have today in a physical sense, but it's etheric. It's in a higher plane. It's, it's in a higher dimension. So basically... This information can help you tune in with your soul and your soul's journey, the kind of lessons and cycles, trials, tribulations that each soul comes here on earth to uncover, to grow, to learn, to expand. And when we can tap into our own personal Akashic records, we can see our life from such a broad perspective and a higher perspective and also, you know, uncover deep truths about the the human journey and the evolution of humankind and just where we're at right now in in the evolution of humankind is amazing time to be alive. So many more people are awakening to their truth and to the essence of their soul and why their soul came here. And it's, you know, so much more beyond what we've been, what we've been told or what we've been fed or the programs that we've been, you know, um, told to believe. So the Akashic Records, I like to say, is, is like kind of like God's manual. It's like a living manual that you can use in your life to better understand your soul, better understand why you choose where you were born or your parents or 
specific life lessons like I was explaining it's amazing it's amazing I've watched so many people change their lives through opening up to the Akashic Records that's so cool and why can't everyone just tap into the Akashic Records if they're so helpful and important yeah so this is what I teach in my academy because at, at the highest truth we all are empathic we all are intuitive and we all are are very gifted but in this society we are programmed from the time that we we're born to you know not trust our intuition or not trust ourselves, and we can block off these gifts at a very young age so this is what i teach in the academy is is how to build back up your trust in your intuition and in your channel and in the signs and signals that are always being reflected in your reality so um, in the highest perspective, everybody can tune into the Akashic, but it takes, you know, a willingness, it takes a practice, it takes building that relationship to, you know, God, to the divine, to the Akashic records. And really this, this point of focus and building this relationship to our channel, building this relationship to the divine is what truly will change your life in the most amazing and incredible ways because you're you're bringing in a higher power into your life and also tuning into such a high, high frequency, which is the Akashic Records. So um, everybody can open up to it, but it's whether or not they believe or they trust themselves enough or they take the time out of their busy day or busy schedule to actually quiet their mind and listen to their soul because we all have these gifts. Yeah, I am such a firm believer in not only intuition, but especially what you said, which another guest we had, Lynn Bunch, also says a lot, and she's an intuitive educator as well, which is that we teach intuition out of our children. And that's so sad to me. So I'm just curious, did your mother not do that to you? Yeah, yeah. So my mother is like amazing. Like she is very connected to God and the angelic realm too. And like we, we had angel pictures all over the house. And she was very nurturing of my gifts you know like she um understood you know um and you know at the at the age of three I was already communicating the angels and I would just call them my imaginary friends and you know my parents they did the best they could obviously looking back they feel they wish they could have been more supportive and I probably would have gone to different schooling. Like I went to public school and that was so negative. And my parents said, you know, the very best, of course, that they knew of. But, you know, at that time, it was very different than it is now. But, yeah, my parents, they're amazing. They they understand me now more because they see, you know, my business and how I'm helping a lot of people in the life. So they're very supportive. And they always knew I was very gifted, you know, but I guess they didn't have like the words to put it to it, I guess. I did. But now it's more, you know, normalized. But yeah, it's been a process. It's been a process of, you know, also me trusting myself enough to do this work because it's kind of a lot to put yourself out there, you know, in this way. Yeah, it's so weird that I can have like a conversation with two different friends on the same day and both like defend spirituality and then also poke fun at like how much it gets commodified and like used differently in my perception because you know I had my parents were like hippie transcendental meditators and I, I was definitely an outsider in school and I remember like subduing my interest in the occult for years and years and years and now obviously with this podcast and just a lot of the events that have happened in my life I'm I'm getting bolder about admitting that I'm curious and I want to know but I'm also 
you know, willing to admit that I don't know and I'm probably never going to know. So I am curious as a channel and as someone from the Akashic Records, would you answer the question, what do you think happens when you die differently without your knowledge of the Akashic Records? Or is your answer going to be one and the same? And will you please answer that question? Hey, everybody. I just want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Our numbers keep growing and we have a premium package and it would really help us out if some of you loyal fans would head over there and sign up. You get bonus monthly podcasts, you get a book I wrote, and you also get extra essays and other content. So please head over to MikeyOp.com. That's M-I-K-E-Y-O-P-P.com and sign up today. Yeah, of course. So my perception of death is that like in God's highest truth, like in God's natural organic design, that the, the soul is is ageless, is boundless. And that we just, you know, after we like live this physical experience, we go back to that essence and we get to travel and explore or decide if we want to reincarnate or not. Um, but based how I've been told through the Akashic Records and based on my own channel, this is my perception of it. It's like our soul chooses to come here for like the evolution and the growth of our soul. And if we, you know, go through all of our lessons and all of our, our cycles and we really work through all the karma, let's call it that, here on this planet, we don't necessarily have to keep reincarnating, but many souls they decide to keep reincarnating because they feel like they haven't fully fulfilled their their growth or their lesson or what they're really here to, to learn or they want to help. Um, so to answer your question is like when we die, we just transform. So the, the soul, it's eternal. It's always alive. And this is exactly how I could explain it. Like my dog, he just passed away. And when he when he passed, I opened up his records automatically right away like you know a few hours later to see like how he was and where he was like based dimensionally in the etheric plane and I was able to connect with him right away so you know when we're in these physical bodies we have the maya the illusion where we feel you know we're kind of like stuck here and you know the time and everything the, you know how it is here but I feel when the soul leaves the body it's freed from that maya it's freed from that illusion and it's able to go elsewhere it's able to travel and explore some other plane if it desires so and i've had two different near-death experiences and both of those experiences i when i died i was taken to this higher council where it's it's like the the godhead and then there's like yeshua mary magdalene that like all the high level masters are there and that's something that many people will say when they have a near-death experience as there's like once you cross over there's like a high higher council of light and you basically have a meeting or you have a conversation with this high council of light of where you're going to go next if you're going to reincarnate if you're going to travel somewhere else if you're going to stay in in the angelic realm or go back to the angelic realm so it's a kind of like a loaded question but this is from my perspective um i feel that yeah the obviously the soul never dies but the body does of course and kind of on that near-death experience note um you listed a lot of options but you didn't actually list the option that it sounds like you took twice which is to return to being mia so like can you explain is that like an option for every single uh earthly incarnate when they pass or is that only an option for certain people at certain moments um i feel and i believe that every single soul that dies that crosses crosses over will have that meeting that counsel me yeah because that 
that also is reflected in the math in the masters, teachers, and loved ones, which guard and protect the Akashic records. And so these beings are basically like watching over your life, like the lessons. Like so many people forget that we have so many beings that are protecting us, watching over us, you know, angels, guides, um, ancestors, animal totems, all these kinds of beings, they're very real. Your imagination is also very much connected to your intuition, which is like a whole nother topic in itself. But everybody gets to have that higher counsel for sure. I'm curious, you mentioned so many times that like we have goals here, like we have goals, we have goals, we have goals. I'm as I get older, I'm 41 now, I'm getting more and more splintered and confused and also I'm not going to lie, like almost, almost worried, but I'm not quite there that I'm doing it all wrong because I'm worried that my goals are really superficial and unimportant. And yet there's also times where I feel like they're tied into a deeper goal that is really important. So can you help me by maybe talking about how you've had other clients and people who maybe profess the same thing, or do you have an opinion about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I would like to speak upon that and bring life to that. Um, definitely. Because yeah, it's not about goals. It's more about the soul's growth and whatever the soul needs to experience to to understand that growth, right? And on this plane, this physical plane, we learn through adversity, right? So we there's a lot of contrast in this human experience. And I believe that why we come here is to to understand our soul on a on a deeper level while being in a physical body and also Falling so far deep in amnesia, only to remember again the truth is that, you know, you are an innocent child of God and you are a part of God. And, you know, I believe in in God so fully. I'm not a religious person, but like I have built such a powerful connection with God and the divine that I feel that all souls are really looking to find that connection again. And most important connection and that's why you know in religion they've really distorted this connection to always seek outside of you when it's more about going inside inside it's all all the answers are inside you can find the keys to heaven in your heart you know that's really what yeshua was trying to teach but then they took his teachings and they flipped it i feel the main purpose here is really to remember again the true essence of our soul and whatever way you want to get there, whether it's through, you know, through dance, through art, through meditation, through yoga, through prayer, whatever it is that that you get to experience the light of your soul. That's what I feel is we're, what we're here to do. Um, and also help the earth too, like help Pachamama, help this living, breathing earth restore heaven on earth, you know, because um here is like very very many different um how do i want to explain this here is like layers like there's like heaven on earth frequency but then there's like also there's like heaven and hell both here like but based on where you are in your state of consciousness and what you believe to be true and what you're anchoring in you can really bring greater good to this planet and i feel we're all trying to help the consciousness of humanity evolve as the planet is evolving and as more and more souls start to awaken into this truth we can actually make great change on the planet but it's a process but i feel that's why our souls are here and and for love of course for love 
and mastering the self, building a connection to God. I feel these are the most important. And then everything else is just, everything else is just a, an add-on or a benefit or joy. We're here to bridge, you know, the, the physical and the spiritual here on earth and trying to better understand more of what we actually are, you know, beyond the mind, beyond the body. But what what actually is our soul and how do we understand our soul? And I feel that's why we choose to come here. Wow, that's really powerful. And actually, I was dying to ask this earlier, so it does dovetail right in. If if we are trying to discover our souls, the soul of a dog, is it just like the soul of us humans? Or is there like an evolution where a soul starts out as like different creatures and then becomes human? Um, Yeah, so like there's different soul groups. I see it as like soul groups and those soul groups will see what can best fit and how it's gonna like incarnate. Like, but most... So dogs, they are like amazing soul groups. It takes a very special kind of soul to be a dog, if you can imagine, you know, because they can't speak. Um, they don't necessarily pick their owner, you know, so they're like in like super service to God. And actually dogs built backwards is God. I really believe that dog spirits, dog souls are, are true angels, like really angel souls, because my dog, the connection I had with him, and also the mystical experiences that I had with my dog was amazing. Honestly, he was an angel for sure. I know it. His ears were like his wings. Yeah, to answer your question, I feel there's different soul groups, and those soul groups will be dedicated to what kind of um, animal or human, where where they're best going to fit. When I said goals and then you corrected me and said growth, I, I that really helped me understand it. Yeah, yeah, that makes me want to bring life to something that I realized when starting this work is when I first started my Akashic business, everybody wanted to know what their purpose was. That was the main question. Everybody was, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? And believe it or not, the records would always bring the same answer to every single person. And it's actually not about what you do in this life. It's who you become. And so the, yeah, so the answer to that question was always like, it's not what you do. It's who you become. It's how you serve. It's how you love. It's those, those are what's really getting recorded. Not about, you know, like, that you were like a multimillionaire or if you want to achieve that, that's great. But it's who, who are you as you are doing that? How did you love? How did you serve? Cause that's really what people remember. That's the impact that we want to bring to the world is how are you going to bring that love? You know? Yeah. That's so invigorating for me to hear. This is kind of a weird question, but I always want to ask anyone who's doing what you're doing. People look to you to give them answers from an external source as opposed to going deep inside and getting it themselves. What's what's frustrating about that? Um, I would say, honestly, now, because I've been doing it for almost six years, it's very amazing but I would say in the beginning yeah it was some people didn't fully understand it some people wanted me to tell them things not what they wanted to hear but what they needed to hear and um in my whole career I've only had to refund one person ever but I would say the most difficult part is sometimes having to deliver hard truths 
you know some people they they lie to themselves or they don't listen to their intuition and you bring that truth or you bring that real real like oh yeah like that's actually the truth some people they you know they can't handle it or it's too much or they might have to look super deep into a shadow aspect of themselves that maybe they've been hiding for years and years and years so I feel honestly what I do is something incredible and amazing and it's definitely not for everybody but for those who understand it who are open to it it's gonna be amazing for them very cool and i'm very supportive of you and what you do and i i really like the way you explain your answers um i am curious with the akashic records does it include things like the fate of humanity the fate of earth or are these things always in flux because of free will yeah those are always in flux because of free will and these are very powerful questions that I've also asked, you know, God and asked the Akashic and like, we need, you know, basically like over 50% of humanity's consciousness to truly evolve to a point to really change the, the planet. But, but we're getting there. We're getting there. That's, that's such a cool answer. And that's how I feel. I would feel really bad if I didn't ask you, what's your greatest success story that you have with like a client? Oh, my, my one client who's been coming to me the most, like the longest and the most frequent. Like when I first started with her, giving her sessions and working on this healing work together, like she was living in like this little dark kind of house, like all the way on the East Coast. And now she's like living in Hawaii and this like huge, beautiful white house. Like she's like a medicine woman. She like just met like the love of her life like she's doing amazing and like we've been anchoring in her akashic like so much and doing so much healing work together for the last four years and then also you know the people that come into the academy like they are changed after that i mean i have so many testimonials i have over like 400 testimonials of 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 results of testimonies of this work and um, I'm going to write my book soon. It's I have a lot of writings, but yeah, I'm going to write my book soon about this work and about how it's so profound and how it can truly help anybody in their life. That's so cool. I can't wait to read your book. Um, you know, I'm a writer, a reader, and like an avid fan of you. So that'll be cool. Um, let's see. What else am I dying to ask versus I can probably go the rest of my life without asking you on this phone call? Um when you mentioned imagination, I am always like pulled into that because that is the main driving force of my life. Um, I'd almost prefer to be like alone imagining than anything else. Uh, can you psychoanalyze that or just like comment on what you were speaking earlier about just how imagination and intuition are tied together? Yes. Yeah, so imagination is not really imagine imagining something that imagination is something that actually exists. So like when you're tapping into your imagination, you're tapping into other, other states of awareness or other places or other dimensions, and it all exists. It all really does exist. So our imagination, our int intuition are intrinsically connected, and that's why we do so much inner child healing in the academy because your inner child is the one that is the most deeply connected with their intuition because if you ever like kind of study children they are they know what they want they know if they want to be around someone if they don't if they want to say hi to someone if not they're very deeply connected 
but in our society we don't give children enough time to really see what that is for themselves and what that means for them too you know okay for an example like somebody who's like super intuitive like a child and let's say they go to the grocery store and somebody is repeating a thought over and over again like I'm ugly I'm ugly I'm ugly and a child sees them they'll say you're ugly and they don't don't actually mean it but they're just reading what the other person is thinking and then be like no 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 don't say that but actually person or that child is tuning into their intuition that's another thing like that I learned with my mentor is like the worst thing you could ever do to like intuitives or empaths is lie to them because their intuition is very spot on. And when you lie to somebody that has a very powerful intuition, you're making them also second guess their intuition. That's why lying is it's very, um, not a good energy, you know, because we are very connected. All we are all very intrinsically connected. Wow, that was that was really compelling for me. I mean, I have two children and I've definitely always tried my best to just let them exist. And then at the same time, I always try my best to help them socialize so they avoid difficult situations both early and later in life. But it's always hard for me to reconcile between the two and you just explained it in reverse to me. So that's really helpful for me to hear. I had a, a tangential question when you started talking about imagination and how we're really just tapping in. And it's basically just since free will is is here and since we're all actively changing the future what is your take on like psychics and and predictions about the future and stuff like how how does that work within the framework that you present in your academy and just also in your mind yeah i'm really grateful that you brought this up because this is something i also um speak on and bring life to a lot in the academy is so if we think back to around like the 80s or 90s, it was actually very easy for psychics or intuitives to be very certain about specific things. But now it's actually very difficult to make future predictions because of how rapid the soul's growth is happening individually and collectively. So there's always multiple timelines happening in every single moment collectively for the world and you know, individually, collectively, and also for the earth. So it's all up for us to decide really to anchor in the highest timeline together for all souls, for all beings. And once we can get more into that unity consciousness, into understanding that we all are, you know, one, then we can really, really change. The reason why the Akashic Records is so amazing is there's a very powerful prayer, the pathway prayer that really guards and protects what information are going to be streamed through. Now, there is always, yeah, a most probable outcome or a most probable timeline, of course, but yeah, because of free will, that timeline could change in a moment, in an instant. You know, somebody could have, boom, like a spiritual awakening and they change the trajectory of their whole life. So, I don't ever I don't ever really give people certain future predictions, but I will explain to them these are the timelines that I'm seeing. If you decide to do this, this potentially could happen. If you decide to do this, this potentially could happen. But at the end of the day, free will is a thing and nobody can interfere with that. Awesome. Would it be fair to say that if someone is confused and worried and just like struggling 
and they need advice, but they don't know what to do, that the safest and best answer in any situation is just to do whatever love would do. Because that's kind of what I do when I'm really down and out. And I just wanted to figure out if that's actually a good strategy or is there sometimes like a much better and important choice to make? Yeah, so like there's how the Akashic Records explains it is there's only two options ever. Are you making your decision out of love or are you making your decision out of fear? And whatever decision you're making, is it based in love? Is it rooted in love or is it based in fear? And not and not just soft love, you know, strong, rooted love, you know, the the the, the presence of love is strong too. So, you know, fear is like a virus. I, I feel that fear is, is the real pandemic because most people are living in, in fear and then their nervous system is so out of whack. They can't even listen to their intuition because their nervous system isn't relaxed enough. That's another thing is you really want to get into like a parasympathetic nervous system where where you're not in fight or flight all the time you know and in that rest and restore is really the best when you can receive because your body's not in overdrive okay that wow that made so much sense thank you so much thank you so much mike i'm just so honored and i'm so grateful to reconnect with you and i'm just so happy for you and your wife and that everything's going great and your growing family and just so many blessings to you what a full circle to reconnect again the feeling is definitely mutual and thank you so much thank you to our audience for listening if you want to support the show just head over to mikeyop.com m-i-k-e-y-o-p-p.com and sign up for free for my weekly newsletter and uh we will see you all when you check back in with us thank you so much see you soon